Oh yeah, it's date night with Jake and Paige, y'all, where you meet some of Charlotte's finest couples. So pull up your seat, grab a glass of wine. It's time to talk about things like laundry and taxes and the dentist and also making sweet cupcakes for your son's elementary class, which is kind of annoying because you don't really care about those other kids. So why are you doing it? We're going to find out with date night. Yeah. <laughs> Are you waiting for me to stop deep breathing? Well, so you we can just record? started the episode. That deep <laughs> breath was from Paige and I running up the <sighs> stairs because I told her we forgot to record our intro to the latest episode of the Date Night with Jake and Paige podcast. Oops. And that's it. Well, I'm still trying to catch my breath. That was a pass to you. <laughs> we had Drew and Shannon Houlihan on the show. Now, wait a minute. Who. Are Drew and Shannon Houlihan. I thought you were say Houlihan. Oh. So it's Drew. Don't mm. don't believe the social media handles that says Andrew, which I referred to him as, and she set us straight on that real quick. No, Andy. Oh, that's right. They said it. It's Andy, you, and you kept calling him Andy. No, I didn't. Over I, and over again. I almost once called him Andy. Oh, he actually. I think legitimately, he almost unbuttoned that top button yeah. of his polo shirt. He <laughs> was ready to go to blows over that. So this was our back to school episode and yeah. selfishly uh, it's self-serving because our children are in Union <laughs> County Public Schools but um, it also just works because we we don't know them well but Shannon and I in particular follow each other on social media and go back and forth every now and then and and uh, Dr. Hulihan too, Andrew, Drew, not Andy. Yep, we covered that. He, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, we've met via Good Date and all that. And I just kind of have always had the impression from him. He is just like, he's he's real. You know what I mean? Like, he just, he keeps it real. He's like a people's person. He, I was very impressed slash a little bit surprised that they agreed to come on with us for the back to school episode. Well, that's, yep. Yeah. I mean, not, not surprised. Look, he, he is definitely in the spotlight right now. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. Yeah, COVID, we talk about back to school, we kind of glazed over Any it. school Nobody knows is. what is happening right now. Right. And so we said, you know what, we're going to go for the home run, and we're going to ask our county superintendent to come on, and he said yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it does fall in the bucket of like, oh, snap, well, we better get our act together. You did a ton of research. <laughs> you had all of it down. And and so, you know, you want to talk you about sarcastic? COVID. No, it was great. Oh. You want to talk about COVID. You want to talk about all this stuff. But at the end of the day, they are two highly successful, like yeah. in a vacuum people. Shannon leads a blind runners group. Paraguides. She started a, it, founded it here. Founded it here. She's a career banker turned substitute teacher, turned bookkeeper for a local not-for-profit. Project 658. And he's like, what did you say, superintendent to watch? Yeah, he was named, uh, we didn't even mention this in the podcast, but he was just named a superintendent to watch of very few of them across the country, by the way. Yeah. It's not like a big thing. And he just got re-signed to stay with Union County until at least 2023. So he's obviously doing great. The Union County is happy with him. And I think that this will be a good insight for any parents listening who just kind of want to see, like, what's the thought process been like for a human being who is not only a superintendent but also a parent and also a husband and also, you know, here's just a couple that I think is just also kind of great and cool to get to know. Yeah, I mean, their kids are our age, and so I'm just picturing them, like, at night when they go to bed, looking at, like, hey, hey, are you awake? Shannon would be like, yeah. And I'm going, this is kind of crazy, huh? And she'd be like, yeah, like we're all in the same boat. No one has any idea and he's I doing know. the best he can. So like, guys, if you're listening and you're in Union County and you're a crazy parent, give him some grace. This is tough. And give, I think it's just truly it, for all of us to give each other grace, like whether you're in a decision-making oh, position or, or not. Spouse of you, or a spouse of, of your no, spouse. Of me, you give me grace because I'm stuck at oh. homeschooling. You're Wait better, a minute. You're better at homeschooling than I am. Are you taking the opportunity during this intro to, to tell sympathy. me you're not going to homeschool? No, but I do want your sympathy and the sympathy of everyone listening. Oh, my gosh. You're not going to get any. <laughs> you better get my sympathy. Oh, boy. On that note, we're doing. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Book coming. Every oh opportunity. Oh, my gosh. We got a book coming. Holy crap, we're pregnant. Mm -hmm. It's coming in a couple months. We are so excited about it. We are. Past episodes, jacobpage.com. Oh, yeah. Like, subscribe, comment, and what's your deal? Take a Click screen a grab. screen grab. <laughs> this is your one contribution to this part. <laughs> oh you hate it when I do God. it. You hate it when I do it, and we need to do it. I we suck need to at homeschooling and mm. podcast and book promotion. You're really good, though. At? At being a 
my wife. Okay, that was very weak. I almost said a wife, oh. and that would have sounded really... <laughs> well, okay, then I guess specifically I'd more rather be your just your wife than hey guys, a wife. tell us who else you want to hear on the podcast. Oh, yeah. More super tenants. When you you click your screen grab, can I now say my intro that I was going to say? Go for it. On that note, here's Johnny, Andy, Andrew, Drew, Shannon. Oh boy, we blew it. Listen, how can you be from Pinehurst and not be a golfer? Oh, boy. Great question. Well, you know, I think this is We're the question askers, okay? mm, I think this is a perfect place to start. Um, (laughs) Something... There's, there's, something happened. I don't know in my childhood. I don't. I love golf. I love watching golf, but I am the worst golfer. And that's not like I'm so bad at golf. Like my handicap's at eight. Um, I'm like truly, <laughs> like, crime scene golfer. Like it, it like. In the water, well, in isn't the- it? Don't you think it's because you're a lefty, but you, but someone tried to teach you to play there golf, it is. right? Yes. Am I just making up an excuse? No, for you? that's my excuse. That is the excuse that I give. Is that <laughs> my parents gave me right-handed golf? Yes, right-handed golf clubs because they couldn't. Uh, I just, I just couldn't afford. Cheaper. They couldn't afford it. You know, <laughs> both ways uphill to school. No. Um. Yes, and I just never play. That's the only thing I don't do left-handed, and I think that's why I'm not. I good thought you were gonna say this is the only thing I don't do well. I was like, oh, time out. No. Time out. To be clear, no, that is not what I said. It's not what he said. Okay, no. so that's where Jake's from. Okay, I know we're faced with the same questions for you guys because we've we've gotten. I'm our researcher. These are all my really professional notes. And all of uh, oh, you too. <laughs> that post-it note appears blank. So nice try. All right, or are you going to take notes? No, it of, actually has words on it, but you just probably can't read them. Okay, got it. I thought you were going to take notes of like what parts of the podcast you're going to need me to edit out at the end of it because that's always a scary. Okay, got it. Good. All right. So go ahead. So you got your when research. I say that. Okay, so you. Okay, so we. First of all, have do you go by Drew or Andrew? Drew. For sure, Drew. And y'all, please call him Drew. Don't don't call him Andrew, and please don't call him Andy. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I like you send your muscle in to tell people that, huh? You don't want to correct. Do people do people just jump right to Andy? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, my my professional signature is Andrew, but I, everyone who knows me goes my, goes by Drew. In fact, if you were to come to my office, you would see my like in my. Uh, placard that says Dr. Drew Houlihan that was given to me when I was a principal after I got my doctorate. So I've always gone by Drew from day one. Don't worry. There's some, uh, there's some high schoolers that tweet at him and call him Andy. And we think that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of think that's a baller move for a high schooler to just that's go. pretty aggressive. <laughs> it's a aggressive. I was the student that'd be like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Houlihan, um, uh, what are your thoughts on this? But then again, we didn't have Twitter either. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I think I, I – It's Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's a certain beauty is to that. Is school canceled yet? I mean, what's with the, the it's we got a quarter inch of snow. Is it please can you cancel it please? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Not fun. Those Dear. are not fun days. Oh god, right. I know. Well, well as opposed to COVID, which I'm sure has been a super fun past couple months. <laughs> yeah, just totally that's right in the books, right? When you're studying and yep. Yep. Up. I mean, I, I I remind people, you never take a class for this stuff. I mean, this is it's unparalleled. It's, it's something that you can never predict as a as a superintendent, as a teacher, as a principal, as a parent. And so we're all, you know, we're all on this together. And we got to come together as one unit and one team and try to figure it out to the best of our ability. So I know. You don't learn about this stuff. I mean, we're, we're all kind of reinventing it as we go. Oh, you're so, no. So I'm going to be a little bit vague here. Just not that she would could do anything or would do anything at this point, but I work with a colleague who is now a former colleague who was put in a position of recently making the call to on, cause I don't know if you guys, how plugged in you are to who's doing what, where in terms of businesses and stuff too, but you know, a lot of business, like Jake's fully remote now. He's totally home. You said Shannon, you're home totally, right? Yeah. We're, well, I go in on once a week. Okay. Pretty much 
So yeah. pretty much from home. So we kind of, in the beginning, we kind of cycled in and out. We'll, we'll get to your, we were going to go for your backstory for it, but let's just jump right into COVID right. stuff. Right. So we cycled it from the beginning. We cycled in and out to where they, we basically can, you can go live for the news on like a phone now, literally. When we were, when we would anchor from home, those of us who were home, or even like if you cover a hurricane, you can go live, you know, on your phone. So we kind of took turns, right? With who is home for each week. And then it was day to day. And then it was just, who, you know, it was, we we're kind of figuring it out as we go. Anyway, at some point people were saying like, can I be I don't feel comfortable coming in I I was one who said that at one point and then we kind of worked through it or whatever and then you know can I can I come in can I be home anyway one of our decision makers was like uh, to your point I almost just said Andy because you said don't call me Andy so many times I really don't want to edit this in post (laughs) Uh, you don't have to if I call you Andy I'm just sorry if you call me Andy, I'm ending the Zoom. Oh, that's my guy. Yes. Thank it you. never it never would have occurred to me to call you Andy had you said don't had you not said don't call you that. Oh, we are in deep trouble now. Anyway, so she she was like, I've never been I this is like above my pay grade. Like it's not this is not what my job is or ever was. I never envisioned, you know, making a call on like this type of a level of people's health and safety and it's like I mean it's true it's like who's ever lived none of us has ever you know unless you're however old like you've never lived through a pandemic before like we're all kind of flying by the seat of our pants yeah I mean you know and and I'll be honest like I I talk about this stuff all the time and it's one of those things where as a parent the way I look at it is uh, the the health and safety of our children and of our staff are absolutely the number one priority and I am very confident that when our children and staff are in our buildings, we're going to be just fine. What you can't control is what happens when you leave school. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the big lesson that we're learning on this is the protocols we have in place to protect children and staff when they're in our buildings, they're spot on. Mm -hmm. And we feel really confident. It's what happens when you leave that setting that you've got to be as relentless with your social distancing, your face coverings, whatever that is, uh, the requirements from a community standpoint. And that's what we're, we're really trying to preach to our community is it, this can work, but it can only work if we all follow the rules 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And the first time you don't follow the rules, that's when you put people at risk, whether you're in schools or not. So, you know, as parents, we feel very confident about, you know, kind of how this is going to go. But I have to continue to stress that, you know, uh, like you said, we're we've never done this before, you know, and and we're relying on the protocols that have been given to us by the state and our local officials. And um, I would just tell you this, I, I would never put we would never put our children at risk if we had a question, you know, if we didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. And um, that's where we're going. So. You know, it's, it's one of those situations where it's fluid, it could change, um, but we really believe in this idea of face-to-face learning and trying to get back into that, whether that's a hybrid or, or full go. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a very challenging and stressful time right now mm-hmm. for all of us right. as parents. Um, and, you know, as a family, we're really committed to working with, with all of all all of our stakeholders and, and our fellow parents to make sure that we can do this uh, in the most safe way as possible. How do you guys feel like as parents? I know y'all have three little ones as soon in second, third. Oh my God, you're good. You did, you felt a lot on that no, little post-it girl. It was good. And this is, uh, this is what we hope. Look, guys, we had you on. This is like therapy for us. So if you guys just listen to us talk for like an hour and a half uh, about our kids and then our hope is at the end you just go, Okay, well, we'll see you at school on Monday. Um, <laughs> also, we're going to put in our teacher request with you at the end. Yes, teacher requests are coming. Uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, how, so how do we feel, right? Is that the, that's the question? Yeah. Go ahead, take it. Well, okay. Sure. Keeping it totally real, he's super relieved to an extent that it's, we're at plan what is, it's B, right? It's what it considered where they're going back at least one day a week. For, so for, you, for anyone listening who's Wait, not. Why? Well, I, no, I'm going to give you props. Why am I super relieved? Stop, because it, a lot of <laughs> our homeschooling stuff falls on Jake's shoulders. Yeah. And, so, and, like, our kids desperately miss their friends. Yeah. 
Like yeah. they, I'm sure your kid, what your kids are 12 and 13. Is that right? And again, this is from your Instagram yeah, stalking. 12 and, 13, and eighth grade. Yep. 12 and 13. Okay. So, I mean, I imagine they're probably in a similar boat, right? Like kid, they, our kids are like, can we like, we've been pretty conservative about like play dates and things. Now, granted, I will say we, we have a, a somewhat unique living situation in that we live pretty much all with family, like, and cousins who, so we kind of, at the beginning, we kind of decided as a lot of like neighborhoods did, you know, a lot of people seem to kind of pick families or not, you know, but sort of go with other families and kind of go look we're going to kind of quarantine together right like you it's too, like you said drew like let's all assume we're going to follow the rules pretty closely but still let our kids play or do whatever to keep them safe and but also keep them sane you know so like the cousins have been playing but like my kids do facetimes and stuff with their friends and they're like desperate to see them in person and and our kids also we have gradually after the first couple of months we did gradually start to let them come with us to target and we would just say hands in your pockets put on your mask so they're used to wearing masks they have a tutor come over one of their teachers has been coming over once a week to tutor um, because I stink at homeschool and I just couldn't keep up with it and I was like let's and they wear a mask with their tutor so they're used to you know they're it's not going to be a weird adjustment for them to be at school with a mask on I hope right uh you're asking me if I think the kids would be weirded out by wearing a mask I don't think they would be <laughs> I don't think they'd be weirded out no I mean uh, I'm thinking like because that's what they'll be they'll no, be I think, masks I think at they're school, gonna right be, so yeah I think they're gonna right. be super psyched I mean would I am I completely like free and clear like we're never going to get sick this is a perfect idea they're going back you know one day and we're never uh no i absolutely have some nerves around it but i also like Paige said you you have to look at the whole picture and i i'm probably most comfortable with one day on four days off for anyone not in union county listening to this that's what we're doing Mm -hmm. um i'm i think i'm okay with it but to your point like I don't really know. Also, <laughs> like, it just, I, mean, I, I don't, don't envy you. Don't you kind yeah. of feel the same way? I uh, know. First of all, I, I do. I have said that literally every time we've talked about it in private and on the news and whatever. I'm like, regardless, I do not envy the decision makers because like what a, I mean, it's, it's somewhat a lose lose. And in so many ways, it's just such a, it's and so also, hard. I'll say it and you can just, you can nod, you can blink, whatever you want to do here. <laughs> we are in a high maintenance county. Oh, I, I know our parents. I know the people. <laughs> we we Certainly are. We are part of it, as anyway. We, I was gonna say I, I am part of that. I am look. I, we go to these schools, so I know that like we are. Um, I've been to a lot of these high touch parent meetings. We are high touch, and we are all very involved. And so that's an extra layer to this whole thing. And you just you just nod. You don't have to say anything. Yep. You love everybody equally. <laughs> well, you know, I I think parent involvement is great. Uh, I think that involving parents in any way possible as we can is, is absolutely what we should do. I think the flip side of that, though, Jake and Paige, is you got to also realize the other part of our county is very different. Yes. And we have a lot of poverty in this county that no one really ever wants to talk about or address. I know that as superintendent, we've our administration has done a lot to really try to help our lowest uh, income students out with resources and tutoring and a number of different strategies to help. And for those students, for our for our exceptional children population, for our ESL population, for a lot of our kids that uh, are on the more central and eastern part of our county, this whole thing about remote learning has really been a struggle. Yeah. Uh, it really has been. We have a lot of rural parts in our county that don't have a lot of broadband access, so we're trying to get more 5G hotspots to them. I mean, it's, it is very comprehensive in nature when you think about the, the demand, but also the need. And balancing that is really challenging. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to put that out there, too, that we, yeah, we have a, a lot of parents who are involved that, that are high touch, that are super eager to, you know, have a lot of questions. We have a lot that are the complete opposite. Right. And so balancing that is really important to remember, I think. No, I think it's a good point. That actually reminds me a lot. We talked about Pinehurst at the beginning of this. It's a lot like Moore County, honestly, because um, yeah. you've got Pinehurst, Southern Pines, uh, you know, pretty affluent communities. And then it, when it starts heading out toward 220, which is like Asheboro, like you're going to, I mean, you've got like uh, Vass and uh, West End and some other communities where, to your point, like broadband access, geez, I, like, I don't know. I don't know. That, I mean, that's yeah. that's interesting thinking of it that way. So, will you have you okay? Let's let's get to both of your sort of history a little bit too, because I feel like that kind of ties. You guys are both very familiar with 
all parts of North Carolina in particular, right? Like I couldn't find. We all spent a little time in Wake County. The interwebs, yeah. The oh, interwebs. You're, you're born in you, Wake County. Oh, you were? Oh, that's what we were wondering. Yeah. He, um, so I'll speak for Drew. Go for it. Well, Hit it. Um, Drew, so he, he grew up in Johnson County, which is a very interesting county. Um, his dad was superintendent of Johnson County. Um, he grew up oh in Granville County. His dad was superintendent of Granville County as well. And his dad was also the, the governor's education advisor for Governor Hunt, which I'm sure you all remember. Yeah, sure. Um, so their family's big into education in this state. His mom was a counselor. Um, they lived in Bethlehem for a while, which is kind of near, near, Hickory. near Hickory. That's where the uh, Bowdens are from. We have friends from Bethlehem. Drew went to kindergarten there. I yeah. Think. <laughs> And his mom was his Drew's an only child. So his mom has a million Drew stories, and um, she likes to say that. Don't invite her to your podcast. She'll <laughs> yeah, never get off. Never. She's gonna be my next uh, call, Drew. Okay. Yeah. Oh God, please no. <laughs> her name's Diane, and Diane likes to say that when they they lived in in Bethlehem for like that long, and um, that one time Drew came home from school and said that he had been up the hill. And she was like, what's the hill? And he was like, the hill. <laughs> like, up the hill. <laughs> so that's what he learned in, in Bethlehem. Yeah. But yeah. So She's like, let's get, where's your mom from originally? Is she not from the South? Oh, no. Oh, she's no, from she Thomasville. Is. Oh, she is. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. She's from here. Um, but Drew and I lived together in Wake County. I met Drew. Where are you Lane. from? I'm from Houston. Oh, and um, when I was working in Dallas back in 02, my best friend at the bank, I was a, a lender, um, was marrying her high school sweetheart. And so I flew out to Savannah for her wedding. Never been to Savannah, never been to the East Coast. Mm. And this guy came up to me at the wedding reception and offered to hold my camera for me. And I was like, you're you. And literally a week later, he convinced me to quit my job, marry him, and move to Raleigh. And I hey, did. Hey, the closer. Truly? In a week? Yeah. In a week, like literally almost in a day. Hey, if, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And that's, there you go. You got so, some game, wow. Houlihan. Yeah. <laughs> and bear in mind, like at the time, I think I was 24, yeah. 23. And um, so we lived in Wake County. He was a second grade teacher. And again, I was thinking about you, Jake, with this. We were talking about this early with the hair thing. And um, so what? Drew. <laughs> Just meaning, <laughs> do you just on, mean because, because Jake has a famous hair wall? Oh, yes, 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 he does. So okay. this is of all the nights to wear a hat. I know, sorry. <laughs> I know, I can't even see your hair. I know. Hair. I'm, I'm sorry, but Shannon. the longest his hair has ever been, like ever, in his entire life oh, wow. because of COVID. When, right after I met Drew, he's teaching second grade in Wake County, and they had a life outbreak. He had shaved his head. Oh, um, all this, yeah, it was awesome. It was crazy. Oh, but I never known a a second grade teacher that was a dude and drew the second grade teacher oh, yeah. in Wake County with a shaved head from the life outbreak of the <laughs> That must have been a really good I look. mean, if that's not a selling point, I don't know what is. <laughs> Where in Wake I County? definitely move across the country for him. Where in Wake <laughs> County were you? Uh, I was at A.B. Combs Leadership Magnet Elementary. It is a school that was uh, a neighborhood school for a long time, and they became low performing. The principal came in and uh, developed a turnaround plan that was based on the seven habits of highly effective people. Oh, yeah. We have a number of, yeah, they're now called Leader in Me schools. Yeah. And it became the nation's first leadership magnet school in the late 90s. And so I worked there from 2001 to 2005 and loved it. The principal is. The principal there is still the principal. Oh, cool. Uh, she, she's awesome. And in fact, her daughter is now the, uh, was in sixth grade when I was a teacher there my first year. And she's now the assistant principal at Weddington Elementary. Shut I mean, out of here. Up. Complete full circle. You hired her second year we were here? Yeah, we, I hired her two years ago. So, oh my gosh, shut up. Yeah. How full circle is that? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And now, so Shannon, you said you were with a lender, and that's why my yeah. ears perked up. I'm like, brr. Uh, yeah. Because that's my line of work. But then. So Jake work, Jake, oh. Jake runs the marketing department for Movement More. Are you shaking? She's like, yes, yes, yes. I stuck yeah, on social yeah. media too. I know she. <laughs> <laughs> Just for Drew. For, for, for Drew. If you're going to plug it, plug it. Don't go <laughs> Movement <laughs> Movement Mortgage uh, is the name of the company. 
Uh, yes, but uh, which also th- happens to be my brother's company. So we yes. like we overlap as many yeah. layers as we possibly can in our lives. That's well, that, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And then, <laughs> so and then, but then your bio gets like wild. Like you're you are a founder of like the coolest thing I've ever heard of, yes. and then you're with another company now that I've never heard of. So can you like? Hey, yeah. So okay. Well, let me let me give oh, the, let wow. me let me I'm give skipping the, too far ahead. No, I want to show okay. off. I want right. to show off my homework. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I know off. the homework. I'm just letting her tell it. <laughs> I wanna, and then you guys fill in the you guys fill in the gaps. Okay. Because okay. so for for you were just saying you guys met at the Savannah wedding. Now I didn't know how that fixed mixed because the internet nobody has written an article on that before. However, oh. so Drew, you went from you grew up in um, North Carolina, right? You said you went to Elon and then Columbia for your masters and then UT Austin for your for your doctorate. Is that right? And yep. meanwhile, so at at what point? So you met during the, so you were along the ride, Shannon, for Columbia and UT Austin, right? For all of it. All of it. So, so what were you? Yeah, how did how did all that work out in terms of? Which you guys get? You you said it took you a week to convince her to be convinced to get married. Did you get married after a week, or did you have like an engagement period? So, so this is kind of crazy. So yeah, I was working for what's now Wells, but back then was Bank One out of Chicago in Dallas which didn't exist in, in Raleigh at the time. So I went to work for Wachovia mm-hmm. in Raleigh when Drew was teaching second grade. And then Drew decided to go to Columbia for grad school. So we moved to New York. Only um, I had to bankroll his grad school. So I lived in Albany and I worked for a bank up there and Drew lived in the city at 121st and Amsterdam in this like cracker box, 200 square foot um, dorm room. And, we met in New um, York. We're familiar with cracker box apartments. Yeah. Where did y'all, where were y'all? Well, he was in Hoboken when we met and I was on the Upper East Side. But like when people tell, when people say small apartments, like you don't understand a small apartment unless you've ever lived in New York, right? Like, and you're like, wait, you all, you lived in a bathroom. Like a whole, like, right? Like you and a roommate. You you had a loft bed. You were basically still in college. It was not attractive. So that that I could fit anything. And like if I needed a desk or a chair or be able to open my door, I had to loft my bed because it was just, yes, they're teeny, teeny, teeny. Crazy. This is one of my questions for y'all. It's like where I thought Paul met here, but Paul met in New York. As yeah, and, and then dumber. we moved to Raleigh. We yeah. were in Raleigh for s- <laughs> yes. what? She said I'm the dumb and dumber, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, yes. I love you. Yeah, so we met at an alumni event. My college roommate. Yeah. So I, he and I both went to Chapel Hill, but he's a year younger than I am. Okay. I, got, I got myself a younger man. Okay. And we, you too? Yes. He's, he's younger than me. Oh, he's your, okay, perfect. How did you know that already? I did a little research. Okay. <laughs> So, so after I, I went after school, I was in the Peace Corps for a couple of years and then I moved to New York. So I literally moved from like the most rural setting in the world to the biggest city in the world. And my roommate, who was also my roommate in college, we, they built me like a corner, a corner. She works at SNL and she, in the off season, she had the SNL set guys come over and literally build two walls in the living room to make me a bedroom. Cause I couldn't afford, oh I couldn't yeah. afford anything. I was making like 10 bucks an hour as an NBC page. And she went out for drinks with Jake, who a, f- a mutual friend had said, like, look, my friend's moving to the city. Jake's super shy. So they were worried that he wouldn't meet people. <laughs> and she came oh. home and was like, you have to meet this guy. Anyway, all of that to say, we met at an alumni event over a dumb and dumber quote off. And then yes. similar situation. I mean, we dated like that and we're, you know, engaged and married in like a blink. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. But after we only lived in we we dated while I lived on the Upper East Side and he lived in Hoboken and then we got married and we and I moved with him out to Hoboken because it was actually a quick New Jersey it was a quicker commute into the city yeah. you know how the path the trains run. Well, let's be clear. There's no way I was adding because I worked about an hour in New Jersey. There's no he way worked, I was he adding. worked for the USGA. Drew, we talked yeah. about yeah the golf thing. Oh. Yeah, so I'm well they're already. I've been so, shamed enough, so I, I'm from Pinehurst, <laughs> and fun fact, that, I worked that, for the that, USGA. That kind of makes your story worse. I'm gonna be honest. That's what I mean. <laughs> to still not be a golfer, I know. Every, so there's a there's a par na, or a uh, nine-hole course on the grounds at headquarters, and every, like at lunch, guys would run out with their bag lunch and a pitching wedge and go play this like par three nine-hole course. I was like the only guy left for the building, like tap, tap, tap. Yeah, so, you were... You were, you were the gallery, right? You were just you're just here in the moment. How how did you shoot today, Adam? Mm, great. Thanks for holding on the floor, Jim. Uh, yeah, that was, those were weird memories. But anyway, yeah. So then we moved to Raleigh. We lived in Raleigh for seven years. 
Um, where we're going, Raleigh, where y'all live. Right off Glenwood. Like, like near Crabtree Mall, kind of, yeah. but in the, yeah. uh, the less cool part, like up toward Briar Creek, not toward not toward downtown Raleigh. Yeah. Okay. J-O-T-B, if you will. Just, Just outside, outside the, the belt line. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and then we moved to Charlotte in 14. 13. 14. 14. Cool. 2014. 14. Yeah, and so, so are you ready yeah. to get into Shane's bio? All the questions I know, but that we I asked? Yes. yes. Activate the question. So you're in Albany, yes. and you're at Columbia, uh-huh. and you're kind of doing yep. the long distance. Are you married at that point or dating still? We're married. Yeah. We got married when we lived in Raleigh, lived there for a year. Then we moved to New York. Um, I got pregnant with our son, and then we had we had Hayden, our son, and then four months later, we moved to Austin. So we moved with the baby and the cat at the time to Austin. And then immediately I got pregnant with Hadley, and we had, so we, our kids are real close in age. I think your kids were pretty close in age yep. as well. Or yeah, first two are. Yep. Yep. What were we thinking? So, what were um, any of us thinking? Yep. And, say it again. <laughs> we said, "What were any of us thinking?" Yeah, we blacked we, out too. We weren't. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> none of us were. Well, so I think y'all are y'all's other one of your other podcasts is about the sweet spot, and I feel like somehow. We've hit the pandemic at the right time for our family because I see all these neighbors that live around us with the teeny tinies and the two-year-olds and the one-year-olds. And would you not kill yourself? Would you do that? And you want to help them, but you're like, well, you don't want me to be around your kid. So sorry, I can't help you. (laughs) Right. There's literally nothing you can do. Oh, I would. No, I I so agree with you. I know. It, It would be the, some of our neighbors who we're super close with are in that boat. And I just. It makes me want to cry. Like I wanted to cry being in it and being able to get out in public in the world, and I it was too much, right? right? Like I know I can't even. By the way, we need to, be... to understand directions. Yeah. Right. Yes. Or or can, can lock into a show for thirty minutes. Let's be honest. You know. Right. Right. So yeah, we were in Austin, and so then again, I was in grad school. She had two two little ones at home, and, uh, and my I worked for Frost, which is a Texas bank then, and um, somewhere along the way, I quit banking because I, I was I was working like a bazillion hours a week. It just wasn't working. Drew was literally out of pocket all the time and, and you guys know you have to have someone on the ground like parenting. Yeah. Somehow. Um and I had no flexibility with my job. So I decided to become a teacher, which could not possibly be out like I have a finance degree and I, I I'm not a teacher. Well not not just a teacher, <laughs> a a preschool teacher. What but how did wow. that come about? I do not know. I have no idea. Um, she's multi-talented and multifaceted. I mean, I give her all the credit in the world. She's she is the the you know the family queen, and she just runs the show. And I mean, it's it's one of those things where when we're in that moment, I think she just I, well, you can speak for yourself, but she just realized like this is what we're doing. You know, this is the way it's going to be. So. Yeah, so did I you guys did you guys talk about that? Can I ask you? Sorry, not to cut you off, but did you guys talk about that too? Like in terms of because I think you make a good point, Drew. Like there comes a point in and a couple points for us. It's kind of like almost kind of gone back and forth. Like whose thing is going to sort of be that has to be sort of the priority, and then who's going to kind of be able to like take run point on home stuff and what have you. Like, did you was that a talk for you guys? Like, okay, you're in grad school. Clearly, this is moving towards something. So I'm going to do this to make the family stuff work best to make the whole picture. You know what I mean? Like, at what point did those conversations come up for you guys? I really think that came up, like, before we even got married. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like... Wait, you guys knew each other for seven seconds before you got married. <laughs> I know. That came up? So, well, good for you. Yeah, hey, girl, are you cute? Do you think at some point you want to be a preschool teacher so I can go to grad school? Let's wind this way ahead. <laughs> yeah. Can you please? Perfect. Do not do it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, I think... So at the time when I met Drew, I was a commercial lender and I had a, a good job. I had a great job in Texas making plenty of money. Yeah. And at the time, Drew was the second grade teacher in the second to worst state in the nation as far as teacher salary. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you could come to Texas and make $40,000 a year teaching second grade. Whereas in North Carolina, he's making $17,000 wow. a year when I met him. However, he was a, an, a teaching fellow through Elon, and basically that's a program where you go to school for four years, they, they paid for his undergrad, and then he owed them four years mm. in return. So I'm sure you understand, like, there's a lot of different programs that kind of work like that. I yep. was basically under a double contract. I had a contract with the state who paid my way to go to school and a contract with Wake County, and mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of either one of them. Otherwise, right. I would owe two years worth of college back. It's like ROTC you know. for teachers, kind of, right? 
Yeah. 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 Uh, we, uh, we, we kind of knew from day one that Drew's career, like he, he wanted to be a superintendent and he's wanted to be a superintendent since he was a young man. And so, you know, it's kind of like you say, there's given, there's take. And yeah. I'm kind of, I'm here along for the ride, kind of making, making things happen and making our family kind of keep rolling. So, um, so I was teaching in Austin and then we moved to Houston and I was teaching again in Houston and I was bookkeeping there. Um, just because I kind of needed two jobs to, to pay off his student loans and because and he was a principal at the time. Um, and then when we moved here, I kind of just started subbing and I wasn't teaching, which is kind of how I ended up with the, the paraguide thing, which is the guiding the yes. blind athlete. So give, um, don't just skim over that because... People, that is like amazing, and that's how we met you for the first right. time. I don't know if you remember this, but we met you. Do you remember this on yes. on Main Street in Waxhaw? Waxhaw yep. for a girls on the run just this past December, right? Yeah. Yes, it was freezing and yes. uh, freezing cold. Santa suit on, and he was running with Jude. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, the way hoping... I, I recognized you, this yeah. is crazy, but I I didn't even see your face, but I saw your dog, and I recognized your dog oh God, from social. Yes. Yes. That's Phyllis. Oh my God, I yeah. remember that. That's I was trying to forget that costume. That was <laughs> highly uncomfortable it was and so tight. Cold too. Not very, the best thing. Very tight. Not the best thing to no, run. No. And Drew, you and I had met. And forgive me, but I, I, I like things overlap to at some point. You came in studio right when you first started to do an in studio back when there were such a thing as in person interviews, right. right? To come on Good Day. Yeah, for- that was actually like a year or so ago. Because I, I remember yeah. I gave. I gave Jason, you know, some, I'm like, dude, it took you like three years for me, for you to invite me to your show. And finally it happened after three years of being here. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> you know? But I re- if you remember this, um, I remembered that seeing on social media that Cal was a huge yes. Broncos fan. Oh my and gosh. I remember making it a point. I took a picture with him uh, at, at his school. And because I'm a diehard, we're all diehard. Well, she's not a diehard, but she's a fan. <laughs> Of, of Broncos, and uh, we had that connection as well. So, oh, we talked. Um, yeah, we talked about that cool. today. And so I said, you were either <laughs> seen as like a snitch, or you were seen as. I'm sure everybody in the class was like, "This kid's a legend. What is going on?" No, the superintendent know- just came in, and not the principal. He was not in- Mr. Worthington. Not shout out to super- Mr. Worthington. Yeah, I know. Oh God, we love him. Um, not. The superintendent comes in, uh, Mr. Cal Failing. I'm going to need you to step out into the he hallway. He thought he was in. <laughs> Wet his pants. You gave him a hard. Because, by the way, Cal's spectacular. He will either be president of the U.S. or he will be in jail, like in 15 years. Yeah. I think he. There's I think no we're down. leading one. We're, yeah, I yeah. think in the positive. But, like, he would be the kid who did something probably just a little off to where he would get called out by somebody. And yeah. he thought he was in so much trouble when you committed well, and got him. And then he was so tickled. So tickled. He was awesome. I mean, he, he knew more stats about yeah. the Broncos <laughs> and win loss percentage and. The upcoming season, and we were talking about the predictions of how they were going to do and their draft results. I mean, the, the kid, like, he knows his stuff. He does. And I don't – I know I only, only see, you know, pictures of social media, but I don't know if I've ever, like, not seen him in a Broncos no. something. Yeah. Do you know the story? So, no, I don't know if I told oh my you gosh. why. So, Cal is – Cal was, up until, what, 2015, diehard as much as, like, a six-year-old could be. Panthers fan. And it's like that season was you're dancing for donuts. Remember every time the Panthers won, yeah. Crispy Kreme It was when you came do. here, right? Wasn't that your first year here, 2016? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was no, so you were here right after. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And so every Monday morning, <laughs> I was 100 pounds overweight. Every Monday morning, uh, we went to get donuts and we would take pictures and videos of the kids dancing and we were having the best time. And so we get to the Super Bowl and Cal's like, we're going to win. Like, this is, this is amazing. Like, I can't wait to watch the Super Bowl with you, dad. And I'm like, Ugh. um, just <laughs> small detail. I forgot to say, I got tickets with my buddy back in Raleigh a and we're going to go. I went with, I went with Jeff. We have just you. Yeah. Meaning. And I said, I'm going to go to, uh, the Super Bowl in that cool. And he goes, cool. So with me and I'm like, um, <laughs> so they're really expensive buddy. And, and he's like, Oh, and so I go to California, not thinking anything of the conversation. Panthers play their worst game of the season, obviously, and oh. it was highly depressing. One of the worst Not, not days to you. Of, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. You, yeah, you, we, were, we were all good. Yeah. And so I get back, and he's 
like you know, like the lights are all dim, and I'm imagining Cal like smoking a cigarette under like a dim <laughs> under like a dim lamp, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, how about that game?" And I'm like, "Uh, why aren't you in bed? How far am I gonna take this example?" <laughs> the point is, in that moment, as a troll trolling me, and never gonna let me forget it. He is a Broncos fan because I did not take him to the Super Bowl. And he he wow. he tells people, "My dad left me for the left Super me. Bowl." My dad, so he. I left him, and he leaned all the way into the point that it's like we thought it was going to be just a phase, like. But as you have clearly witnessed, he is all in on the Broncos. So now. we finish this podcast. I'll take the computer. I'll walk into his room. It's it's like uh, the Ray Finkel scene in like Ace Ventura, where like lace is out. It's like lace is out, uh, Dan. I'm like, oh gosh, well he's either he's he's going to kill me in my sleep because I went to the Super Bowl. Sorry. Gosh. Why are you a Broncos fan? It's so random. Um, <laughs> so Cal. Well, it's not out of spite, like yeah, Cal. That's I mean, pretty amazing. It's not as hardcore as your story. But um, I grew up going to camp in Colorado. I was uh, There's a camp up there called Chile, Colorado Camp, and it's at the base of the Rocky Mountain National Park. Wow. And met a bunch of friends who were from Colorado. And uh, when I would go, I'd be out there for about four or five weeks at a time. And... Uh, you know, at, at, at that time, when I was in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, there was there was no Panthers. Mm, right. There was no professional sports team here. And yep. either you you saw the Redskins, the Falcons, or the Cowboys. That's all you saw on TV, mm-hmm. here, as you all know. And so I went out there in, you know, late 90s, uh, mid to late 90s, and uh, met a friend who lived in Aurora, Colorado, and remember going out there for ski season, either during winter or spring break, it was winter break, and his family had season tickets. And so I went to uh, a Broncos game in like 96. It was when they won the Super Bowl, John Elway, snow's falling, it's the old mile high, and that was my first NFL game I ever went to when I was hooked from there on. Oh, yeah. I became a fan. That'll do it. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're still working on Cal. Uh, I don't think the ship is completely sailed yet. But like, talk about just to go back real quick to put a, a bow oh, she on saw it. About Shannon, yeah. yeah. So you know, you talk about being random Broncos fans. Is is the connection? What is the connection to that organization? Is that like a lifelong passion, a personal connection? I'm just curious. Yeah. So right when I quit teaching, which is back in 13, somehow I got into triathlon just um, with a few. A few of my girlfriends, sorry, our cat just jumped on. <laughs> um, and so I got into triathlon, and I was in Houston at the time. We were still in Houston. Drew was principal at the elementary school there. And I kind of was loosely affiliated with a group that guided blind athletes in triathlon. And so fast forward 2016, we get here, and I kind of went looking for the group that does that, and there wasn't one. And Charlotte's a huge market, a huge city with nine thousand blind people and there wasn't an organization that was that was doing triathlon with them in a guiding kind of role and so that's when i started fair guides that was in 17. um so this is year three four and um now we have 70 athletes 70 blind athletes that we work with 40 wow. of them live here in Charlotte. all over the country yeah and uh, the rest of them live all over the place like everywhere from california to new york and florida and, and everywhere so um, that's what I do for fun. That's what I do for volunteer work. Um, and I, I love doing that for my job. I work at Project 658, which is probably what you saw that they, um, they support refugees that are in yeah. stuff at Central kind of near downtown. And also it's an event space when it's not COVID. We have like weddings and parties and meetings and all kinds of stuff up there. That's where we did the so, thing with, yeah, um, Stephanie, but also with, um, Cher Charlotte. The yes. awards, yep. yeah, Project Six Five, yeah, it's a really cool space. So, it, it, and yeah. does does Project Six Five Eight mostly work with um, people in um, Wake County? I mean, in uh, Mecklenburg County. Yeah, it's primarily like that that east kind of part of, of of eastern downtown, but really just refugees from all over. But but yeah. really kind of that that area right there. Yeah, I know. Um, and this is a really we've... interesting time for that, just yes. because of, of the need and and what's going on. Oh my God, I'm sure. Yeah, and Movement has partnered with oh, yeah. 658 on several occasions. I know um, some of your crew has gone on some of our mission trips as well. Yes. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's a great organization. I'm their bookkeeper, so I do like a lot of 
spreadsheets and stuff like that, which is honestly really easy to do from home, which means that I'm the, the school teacher here for the, the kids. And, well, then you and I uh, can talk. That's We're going to spend the next 20 minutes to finish up the podcast. Just, not the teacher, we? but me, the teacher. Uh, how <laughs> ironic, uh, right? So let's yeah. let's close it back. Let's get back to that direction. So I'm, I, oh, I would love. dying to share best practices. Well, we have heard about your backgrounds. Great. Okay. Or is it? No, I'm kidding. Um, no. But how do I get my kid on canvas? No, I would. Oh, my gosh. No, really. No, really. Can we just stop there for a second? Um, no. So we get a lot of interesting phone calls and people have, have said, I mean, among other crazy things, they're going to drop their kids off here. Um, <laughs> never mind that both of us work and we probably won't be here and our kids will be here home alone. Right. But. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but um, I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, that that crossed our mind, right? In this whole process of like what dropping our kids off at their house? No, I'm, well, is it on the table? Hey, come on, come on, come on! Yeah, well, no, but but like homeschooling, right? Oh. Or, or like are are like are we even qualified to do this? Should we do this? Should we like band together with you know four other families, all different ages? And again, these ideas are like it's like a Facebook half baked idea. We're all ideas. kind of We're doing like, a hybrid. Yeah, let's all bring it together, and then we'll go find who to teach them. Oh, good point. Um, okay, well, uh, back to the drawing board. Um, but it has been, yeah, I mean, this has just been crazy. But, like, for you, you've got to make the actual decisions, Drew. Um, but do you ever find yourself, like, sort of, like, exiting your, your body, so to speak, and just being like, this is insane. Like, what Like what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, and how do you guys, how did, so you said that you're, Shannon, you're doing the bulk of the homeschool stuff at home. Like, did, did you guys... Again, again, was that one of those conversations of like, look, here's what's going to make the most sense for our family. And then how much did you guys discuss together? And Drew, actually, I'm curious too. Do you talk to other, and this is my my ignorance. I feel like I should probably know this, but do you talk to the other superintendents of the other counties in the state just like as a, just human to human? Like, look, guys, what are we doing? Like how, what's going to, you know what I mean? Every county is obviously different, but there are certain things that, you know, there are similarities and there's certain things I would think that you, you're you able to kind of share with each other of like, and you you know, most of you have families too, which makes it a nice practical decision for everybody because you know how it actually plays out like within your homes. Yeah, so a few things. I mean, I think you go back to what happened, um, go all the way back to March, right? I mean, we, we actually, I, I keep reminding people this, uh, we actually are winning, if that's the term that you want to use, the number of days that we've been out of remote learning because Union County was out two days longer e. than everyone else. E. coli. E. coli. Yes. You know, so we, we've got more practice than that. Right. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, we learned a lot from the spring. I think what ended up happening is when we're all remote, that balance of our family in terms of she's on Zoom calls, I'm on Zoom calls. We got two kids trying to learn. We have flexibility and, you know, you know, middle school age kids who need help here and then they don't want your help and then come help me and then go away and I got this. That's hard. I mean, that's really hard to manage that whole work life, you know, home environment. But those were fluid conversations that we had, which was we have a pretty general practice of every Sunday, you know, that's family dinner night. Like what's the week look like? Mm -hmm. We always say what do you have tomorrow? How can we help each other? What do you have to our kids? And we've always kind of been that way. We're a very type A, family. very <laughs> structured family. Yes. Uh, like are both of you like that naturally? Yeah. yeah. And, and our yeah. kids are kind of like the synergy version of us. Oh, wow. Could you not tell by their um, bios if they're not type A or not? Like they're both, they're both extremely driven. Like they got engaged in Five days. I know, that's true. Does they this work for you? Does this work for you? Yes, check. Perfect. I am going to be a superintendent someday. Perfect. <laughs> I will leave my job to follow you because I know that you will actually achieve that, sir. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of confidence in each other. You know? I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those situations where it, it just works for us. And, you know, we're, we're, we're list people. We're check the box people. Yeah. And me. Uh, yeah. as a family, that's just kind of how we operate. So, you know, moving into the new school year, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fluid conversation. It is trying to figure out what's going to work, what's not going to work. And uh, I can't even remember what your what the question was. But, I mean, the, the, the big point is 
uh, you know, yeah, we, I talk to superintendents every day. I mean, there is not a day that, that or a week that doesn't go by where I don't have a conversation with the superintendent in CMS and Gaston and Cabarrus and Iredell Statesful and Lincoln. I mean, we have a, a fluid conversations. We're also part of the Big 12, which is the largest 12 districts in the state of North Carolina. So there are weekly calls that are held with those across the state to talk about best practices, who's doing what, uh, what's happening, uh, what protocols are in place. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we talked with each other a lot. We share a lot of information and try to get alignment where we can based on your local context. But you have to recognize uh, you know, the local context of union is going to be very different than the local context of CMS or mm-hmm. Durham or Wake. Mm-hmm. And yep. you have to take all those considerations into, into effect when you make these decisions. Yeah, it's funny. And shame on me for forgetting, like, what the rest of Union County looks like, what the uh, Union County as a whole looks like. I mean, that is – you do have, I think, an interesting <laughs> – you got a really interesting uh, county to work with for sure. I go back, though, to – you talked about your friend with SNL. We have a rule with the friend with SNL. Never ask her for tickets. You're not allowed to ask her for tickets. She's a friend. She'll invite us if she invites us, even though when they have, like, Tribe Call Quest and Dave Chappelle on, and I sorry. really wanted to ask I'm for sorry. tickets. And you like. So I have to imagine you have built a lot of good friends here in the Charlotte area, greater Charlotte area, Union County area. Um, is anyone breaking the rule of you can't ask Drew if – What's going to happen with phase two, phase Ooh. B? Are you getting like text DMs like, all right, look, I know the announcement's Tuesday, but I really need <laughs> to know if I need to buy like a home office setup. And then you write back like, you're breaking the rules. No asking. It's funny. Um, we ran into that a lot when Drew was a principal. Yep. Um, just because, and that's a very unique situation. It doesn't apply to a lot of people, but um, where, you know, people are angry with me. Um, because of who their child got for their first grade teacher. You guys know how this kind of stuff goes. Yeah, sure. You're a public person and people are mad about whatever they're mad about and they take it out on whoever. Yeah. Um, I think we we live here in Millbridge and it's a lot kind of like where you live. It's kind of a fishbowl. You know, there's a lot of, we have friends, we have neighbors, everybody knows everybody, everybody knows where we live. Um, So it's, it's complicated and it means that like, um, I think it's complicated for Drew. You know, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily want to be the guy standing in the grocery store picking out corn, and somebody approaches him with an issue right. or a problem. Yeah, or, or also like, you know, being so visible that like maybe someone's like a gotcha almost. Oh my like, god, it's like being a oh, pastor. You're, 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 you're right? looking like, at corn. Oh, he touched that piece of corn. Well, guess what? He was within four and a half feet of someone before that, and now he's going to go tell us that we can't go to school. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we're, 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 how do I say this? We choose to be very private, you know, for a reason. I mean, it's during the whole time. I mean, it's, I got to give Shannon credit. She's, she's been the one out in the public. She does the grocery shopping, the picking up the laundry, the, you know, I just, you know, not just for public reasons, but because of health and safety reasons as well. We, we've really tried to keep, things, you know, contained and safe in our home environment. Um, and and so what, what I will say is two things. Number one, there are a lot of friends that I've had from college who live in Charlotte and or who live in the surrounding area. Yeah. And uh, they understand the line of work. They understand the, the family situation. And they have always been and will continue to be kind of how can we help you? You need the support. Um, more like positive messaging. Mm-hmm. Our friends that we've made in, in the local community in Union County, I, I have to say, knock on wood, um, have been very respectful. Mm-hmm. They, we, we don't get folks that come to our door. We don't get, uh, you know, our friends at least that know us personally, that we interact with, uh, choose to not cross that line as of now. I mean, that, that could change. <laughs> But we really haven't ran into that issue of, of you know, kind of crossing the line in terms of, you know, we want in, you know, information before anybody else, or why are you making this decision? They've been very respectful, and I, I think that was not something that I, that we were anticipating because of life back in other places where that didn't happen. Hmm. Yeah. In this context, 
we've been, I think, pleasantly surprised for the most part. At least our close circle of friends have, have kept it, uh, you know, understand that when we interact together, it's on a friendship piece right. and not necessarily yeah. about school and work and business. You know what my move would be? What? You know absolutely what my move I, I would be. Brother-in-law hat? Superintendent hat? I'd start, <laughs> no, I would start a text thread with them. With the four of us on it, I'd go, gosh, this is crazy, huh? <laughs> fish. Like fish. Like fish. Jake like, is the ultimate fisher. And then you write back like, yes, it is crazy. And I'm like, yeah. So like, oof. What do we, uh, what do we think, huh? <laughs> no, but you yeah, know. My, go. My, my line has been, my line has been, I'm happy to have you make an appointment to come visit. Oh, again. get him. Get him. No, it's funny. What I was thinking, and I thought you were going to say this, when you said that is because Jake, we mentioned, so the company that he, Movement, is my brother's company, but we also like share a pond literally with each other. I mean, we're all like best friends right. and they all work together, whatever, and we're all related. And they will literally, if we're like in a it's conversation, it's, yeah. it's not weird, but they'll go, brother-in-law hat, work hat. You know what I mean? Like just yeah, kind of acknowledge each other, make like the motion. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just sort of an understanding of like this is a this is a sort of objective work thing, or like okay, now we're back to just kind of being family and like being able to talk like human beings. And I think you know, I wonder if that's kind of almost like a positive of I don't know if it's social media or just sort of kind of everybody being a little bit more sort of woke and aware of what that can do to people in terms of seeing previous generations live through that. But like, I don't know about for you guys, but I remember growing up, our pastor at our church, we got to be, this was like the pastor, we switched churches in high school and, and we kind of got to be friendly with them. And, and they were over at my parents' house one night and my mom was like offering people wine, you know, does anybody want to drink and whatever? And he's like, oh, I'll take a beer. And I remember we were like, oh my gosh, he's having, you know, and I remember my mom grabbing me and being like, he's a person just like everybody else. Like he can have a beer if he like, don't make it a thing. It shouldn't be. And like, we talked about that with them and it was, it was exactly, it was like, you had, it's so important to remember that everybody's kind of in the same boat. And especially with you guys, like having kids in, in, in the schools where you're the superintendent too, Drew. And just like in general, it's like, I think, I hope at least to a large extent, people have a little more grace toward each other in terms of like, dude, Everybody is just human beings trying to like make it through this. Human and, beings, but no one has any idea what's going on. Like no, right. no one has. And any I don't, idea but I don't what's even mean happen. COVID. I mean, I do partially mean COVID now, but I just mean in general, like living a life where you're making decisions that affect the, your neighbors, or that if you know what I mean, like all that stuff, and just kind of going like, you know, it's it's a tricky situation for everybody. So like, why would we make it more difficult on each other by being that much more? And do you go, you know, I hope, I don't want to put you on the spot, but it's like when you approach this, hey, we're starting the school year, we're going to put this podcast out this week, the coming Monday is when we all start, you know, we're in that, that last name bracket where we're going to start, um, you know, do you guys say like, we are fully acknowledging that like two weeks in, we don't know what could happen? Like how, how do you own sort of the unknown? Yeah, we talk about that all the time. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be a matter of time and something will happen somewhere and it says we don't know when and we don't know where. Um, and I think that's something that, that you guys, we were just talking about this day before yesterday, that they sort of have plans in place and protocols and how, if this, then what, and what does that look like? And how do we, how do we maintain safety for as many people as we possibly can to sort of mitigate a situation that seems to be kind of inevitable? Yeah. Um, well, and you know, it's my, we had a, a school board meeting last Tuesday and, and our assistant superintendent over student support who oversees our nurses and is our lead contact with the health department. I mean, he, he said uh, there will and or may come a chance, a, a point in time where he close a class or close a school. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the absolute worst situation that we would get into. Um, but given kind of the unknown, that, that may happen. And so we've acknowledged that publicly. And I think that it goes back to what I said earlier. When you're in school, uh, the health and safety protocols, I'm 100, 110% confident in, you know, that we're going to be following them. It's what happens when our kids and our families leave mm -hmm. us on yeah. the day. That's a really good and point. And that's really the most important piece, I think, and, uh, you know, because that's out of our control. So the screening, the temperature checking, the the requirements in place, we're we're super uh, you know confident on that piece. But there's a lot of unknown, mm -hmm. uh, and I think you know it's it's one of those those situations where um, you take it day by day, 
you follow the data. I, I, we're seeing across North Carolina and here in Union County, don't let you, the percent positive cases are going down, uh, which is a really encouraging thing if you look at over the last 14 days. And we still have some work to do to get to get better, um, but we're trending in the right direction as we get closer and closer to Monday. So, um, you know, it's a situation that I would just say, be patient, hang with us, and know that we would never put staff or children in harm's in harm's you know in harm's way. If we weren't confident that we could pull this off, mm-hmm. uh, then we wouldn't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And we are confident, and we can't can't predict the unknown. Uh, but rest assured, if we ever get into a situation where we need to shut something down, we'll do. It. Okay, you guys. so when you're dealing with this on Monday and Paige, you're reporting on it on Monday, Shannon, can I just call you if I'm struggling with <laughs> ratios or something or fractions? You can just text me on the group thread. And yeah, say, right. Hey, you can. <laughs> no, no, he means, Shannon, he means he's going to ask you how to teach geometry. No, literally. I, <laughs> oh, okay. No, I need help teaching. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. I don't know if y'all do this, but like I have my older one show the younger one. Like, because if he's a year older, I'm like, yes. oh, you just learned this. Maybe you can show your sister. That's a great yeah, insider no. tip. No, we we've, we yeah, try that. No, we do. We our, try it, but our oldest is like, oh, wow, is- you got that question right. Actually, you got it wrong. Like, no, this actually is objectively <laughs> yeah. right. He's like, you're wrong. You're worse hey, than listen, I am. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of other positivity around peer accountability. Ah. You know, one of, the, one of the benefits that our daughter had is she would do math virtually, right? Her teacher would be doing kind of Canvas conferencing in the spring where there is kind of one-way video, and she would be face. and I think you mentioned this, she would FaceTime one of her best friends, and they'd work through problems together. I mean, if you have that ability, there's a lot of of power behind the peer-to-peer accountability Mm -hmm. and the peer-to-peer teaching as well. So, uh, you know, that that was something that as a teacher in a leadership school, we taught that all the time. Help each other out. It doesn't have to be one way you know, the adult to the kid. So mm-hmm. I think whatever works for your child, make it happen. I love that Perfect. tip. What so, a great I know. Drew, thank you so much for saying that. What works for me is to have you handle <laughs> all the math with Cal. No. And I'll do the rest. No. That's the trade. <laughs> That's the trade. You guys, thank you so much for talking with us. Seriously, th- first of all, because I know that your kids are probably somewhere, like, try. you've told them to, like, be quiet and leave you alone for an hour. Just like, yeah, I know. But And I, and I know that this kind of thing can be tricky and can feel tricky. But this is why I prefer to do podcasts rather than a three-minute interview that's live and someone is forced to, like, say a soundbite when you can't, like, actually kind of delve in. Um, plus, we just like you guys, like, on social media, and we thought it would be fun to get to know you. So I love that you are both game to do this. Yeah, yeah y'all are super cool. This is fun. We yeah, thanks for the invite. We've never done anything together. So oh. the, the, the chillest Zoom call I've had since March. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it, speak just real, really quick. My uh, cousin is a principal at a high school in Portland, Maine, and she and I trade beer together. And so I was texting her like, hey, it's been a while. I'm going to send you some beer. She's like, perfect. I'm on hour five, five, hour five of a Zoom call oh, right now one Zoom with call? just our board, not Oof. parents, just the board. I, so I don't envy you, but thank you for all that you're doing because we none of us have answers either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No kidding. Wait, speaking of, before you go, real quick, oh. one of our things we like to always ask our guests, too, and I know it's different in quarantine times, although with takeout and things, oh. do you guys have any favorite spots for, because the name of the podcast is Date Night. Sure. Do you have um, date night spots that you have come to embrace in, in, anywhere in the Charlotte area, in, be it Union County, anywhere? Well, it's Union County. Let's well, you could, yeah. but I mean, either. No, but anything, like, politically. Any, anything you'd like to any, shout just out. Just be political. Place of favorite spots. We're stalling for you guys. Okay, there you go. <laughs> No, we we really embraced uh, we've really embraced DoorDash um, and and Uber Eats. I mean, that's been something that you can access a lot of different restaurants around the area. There's one. uh, We're big fans of Chewy's. We love Chewy's up in Waverly. (gasps) That Uh, jalapeno cream ranch sauce stuff. Like I am a since we lived in Texas, I am a diehard queso fan. Mm -hmm. Like I order queso by the bulk when I can find it. But, you know, it's, we love, uh, we're a big fan of Chewy's. And then there's a really cool uh, Mexican place over in Indian land called. It's called El Manhattan. Which is That's where you go. 
Kentucky yeah. Ariel Manhattan. It's fabulous. In Red, <laughs> is that the one in Redstone? No, you're no, it's actually, if you oh. know where the Wendy's is, it's a little bit south on 521 across okay. the street. And if you know, we we've, we've never been there, but we've ordered a lot of food from there. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! That's hilarious. El Manhattan, but, uh, we'll have to check it out. But when we when we go out, um, you know, we we're a big fan of uptown restaurants like Eddie V's. That's been a number one favorite for a long time. Ooh, we haven't been there yet. Um, there's like there's not very into like ethnic. Cuisine. I, I'm a meat and potato like guy. Like, you know, <laughs> well, then Eddie V's, yeah. Or Italian. We're we're. Italian or, or Mexican Tex-Mex or kind of steak and potatoes. That's kind of our, that's how we roll. That's why I required a, a Mexican restaurant called El Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> have you it's done? Good. No, it's not. So have you done, Um, just real quick, a quick tip. If you like a, a Tex-Mex, although it's more, I don't even know what they classify themselves as. I think they can consider themselves more like um, street tacos. Sabor, have you done Sabor yet? And there's ones down yeah, here now? Okay, so that's amazing. You sound like such a Valentinian right now. Yeah, why? Have you ever been to Sabor? <laughs> oh, it's so hot. There's like a hundred Sabors. It's, I know, but they're they've only lived here a couple years. All right, all right. God, they've been to Sabor. I'm gonna guess. Have you guys been to Sabor? Yeah. We we are huge fans of breakfast tacos, which is kind Love of hard it. to come by here. Yes. If anybody wants to open up a restaurant, start with breakfast tacos. <laughs> they're they're non-existent. Totally they are agree. not breakfast. What is Do it? You know, Chilitos? Wait, is that where we sweet go dough. Sweet. Yeah. Yes, Chilitos. Oh, that's yeah. connected Chilitos. with Ch- uh, Chilitos has really good breakfast tacos, and they do they do um like pick up beer actually too with Resident yeah. Culture. They have a partnership, and you can go pick them all up. And randomly, Sweet Dough, the donut place in on Providence, where um there's like a Walgreens and a Publix, yep. and there's a Sweet Dough. They have a really good breakfast burrito. If you ever want to try it, just another little inside scoop. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Well, look, we brought you on to talk about COVID and education, and we ended with breakfast burritos. <laughs> if you've made it this far, everyone, you have heard us talk about a lot. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for yeah, having thank us. Y'all are fun. Thank Good you. Time. Ditto, guys. Good luck this coming week and this coming year. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, thank you. See you. Bye. Mm, oh, yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. For past episodes and more, visit jakeandpage.com or get all up in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast with your fine self sitting on your fine couch. Mm-hmm. Talk to you next time. Mm. Yeah. I say, mm. Yeah.